Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we can talk about not all of my heart, but even more of my heart. Because, you know, when these made-for-TV romances, they give you a little bit, and then you got to have more. More and more and more and more and more. Romance, more romance. Anyway, we're talking about our favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Lifetime, etc. And we are jumping back into... Uh, this franchise that we started last time, All of My Heart, and this is number two, All of My Heart in Love, as in I-N-N, as in hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All of My Heart. You don't like it, you love the inn. Yeah. All it's, of My Heart in Hotel Love. love. Um, Better than motel love. Th- that is true. I don't think this is a motel. I actually no. don't think they have parking of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> or an ice machine. Yeah, that too. Or a vending machine. <laughs> uh, so this movie premiered on Hallmark on October 7th, 2017. And this is what they have to say. Brian and Jenny are engaged and preparing for the grand opening of their bed and breakfast. But when a big storm hits Bucks County, all their plans end up sopping wet. With funds running low and time running out, Brian agrees to go back to Wall Street to make quick cash, while Jenny scrambles to keep the opening on track. And it again stars Lacey Chabert and Brennan Elliott. Hooray! So we are back! With Lacey Chabert's Jenny and Brennan Elliott's Brian in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, as they are about to open their BNB. They are still in love and still engaged, but Emily's Country Inn has yet to open as they've had to do renovations. Like, lots of renovations. Like, crazy amounts of renovations. And an educated guess means that they've been living off the uh, Jenny's homemade baked goods the baked goods that she sells the profits from that are kind of feeding into their income and uh their savings for eight to ten months um although they said six months at some point it's impossible it's it's impossible but i think you're (laughs) you're you're much more correct than the script (laughs) there's a line that's like can you believe six months ago we didn't know each other i'm like no (laughs) anyway money is tight and as every couple knows It's stress-inducing. And Brian, uh, used to live the lavish city life, is extra worried, but he's trying to manage that stress for Jenny. But everything is going to be fine. They are about to open, which means paying guests. And the renovations, while it wiped them out, should be done. Plus, they're in love, and that's all they really need. All you need is love. Yep. They've been working so hard to get the B&B ready for guests, so Brian insists they go on a date to a nearby music festival and dance the night away. And they have a magical time until the party has to end early due to rain. We use the term music festival lightly. Mm-hmm. As in, I think there's only one band. <laughs> but it is called we a musical see. festival or something I like know. that. It is. <laughs> But this rain is very bad. Like, it's real bad. And it's very bad for the roof 
of the B&B because it leaks and it's raining on the inside. <laughs> Brian, with his less than stellar handyman skills, attempts to fix it, but it doesn't work. It's enough of a problem that Jenny and Brian can't stay at the B&B and Jenny can't cook there. But luckily, their friend and local fix-it-all man, Tommy, this big, tall drink of water, is willing to help and they're able to patch the roof before guests start arriving. Brian is still really concerned about money, and Jenny is concerned that this is not the life that Brian actually wants. Brian and Jenny are selling Jenny's homemade at a harvest festival in the area when a man Brian used to work with on Wall Street stops by with his family. He remembers how good of a job Brian did brokering a deal in the past and ends up wanting him to consult on another one. Brian agrees, thinking that the extra money would be helpful, and it's just one job in the city for a few days. So, like, it's not that big of a deal. And Jenny, understanding, agrees to host the first guest at the B&B all by her lonesome. The first guests arrive. They're a couple out antiquing and an older gentleman, not related to the couple, so two sets of guests. And they are all blown away by Jenny's food, and they love the B&B. They love it so much that when the power blows out, no one is terribly upset. So greatest guests ever. Um, they get to spend time around the campfire talking and making gourmet s'mores, and like everyone's like psyched with the candles so they can actually like talk to each other instead of watching TV. But the only problem for Jenny is that Brian is not there to share in the s'more and campfire and candle romanticism of everything. Um, the older man even starts up this like thing with their neighbor, Alice, and basically stays on indefinitely. Um, so everybody is feeling the love except for Jenny. But there is trouble a-brewing. First, Brian gets asked to stay on as a consultant on another job and then another job. He can't make the train trip every day, which he was doing. It's just wiping him out physically. So he starts staying in the city and only coming back to Bucks County on weekends. And while he's missing Jenny, Jenny is feeling very abandoned and doesn't like Wall Street Brian. And then she also loses the distributor for Jenny's homemade. And while the one that bought this her original distributor wants to keep her on. They also want to change everything about it and move her to a different part of the state, which she's just not willing to do. She's not willing to yeah. to sacrifice for essentially nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 valued quantity over quality, which we all know yes. a good Hallmark woman is like, nah. Well, there's that, but also I didn't get the impression that she was going to be making any more money. Last but not least, one of their problems comes in the form of Susan. Susan is a blogger who reviews BNBs and can make or break Emily's country in before it starts. Um, so Susan has checked in under the alias Denise and is predisposed to find the in lacking. Um, needless to say, Susan's really jaded and you could be a five-star BNB and she would hate you just because... Her heart is made of stone. 
Like some of the things she's upset about is that she has to carry her own bags up the stairs into the B&B. Her room is small, doesn't have enough outlets, and the host keeps dashing off to do other things. While Jenny has no idea that her guest is this blogger, she also has no idea that she is displeased. Luckily for Jenny, when Susan sits down to eat Jenny's magical food, Tommy joins her. And Tommy is the kind of tall drink of water, as Katie said, that makes Susan forget everything. Tom- I totally forgot that you had written that in the synopsis <laughs> when I said it. Tommy is so cute that Susan is like, I now am a dum-dum. Uh, she becomes a bumbling idiot and drawn to Tommy like a moth to a flame. She forgets all of her issues and is willing to overlook any others since Tommy is around. She's willing to make up problems so that Tommy has to come back. <laughs> she, she's like, Tommy, I just want Tommy. <laughs> uh, while becoming stupid for a man is, uh, you know, anti-feminist, we here at One Kiss Means Forever do understand where Susan is coming from because Tommy is some hot stuff. Also, he I really looked it up. Is. He is over 6'6". Six, six. He, he is comically tall. In comparison to the people in this movie. <laughs> it's a great effect. Yeah. Like, he's wonderful. <laughs> and I wouldn't say that she, like, dumbs herself down. But oh, she no. does, like, no, she, calm her. She, I mean, she gets there. But the first few times, it's like, her mind train hits a wall. <laughs> well, that's true. Because then all the blood rushes to her under nether regions. And that's all she can think with. <laughs> Which not, no, but um, <laughs> we'll we'll get into some more of those things. Anyway, enough about Tommy and Susan slash Denise. Uh, Brian has asked Jenny to come to a New York Wall Street party with him. And so Jenny is skeptical at first, but she dresses up and heads to the city. And while there, she really starts to feel the distance between them and starts to worry that Brian will never be happy with a B&B in Bucks County. And the next morning, back at the inn, she is so upset by this feeling of them growing apart that she returns the engagement ring. And while she still wants to marry him, she wants him to want to be there with her and tells him that he needs to figure out what he wants. So Brian heads back to New York. Jenny is also working on what to do about Jenny's home name. She comes up with the idea to essentially harass a small-town chain of coffee shops into selling exclusive recipes that she's created just for them. She is persuasive and persistent, and it luckily works out for her (laughs) because she is a Hallmark heroine. Uh, Her first guests have also returned, having loved their stay so much. So, you know, things are okay. Like, it could definitely be worse. And so Brian in the city is realizing that his life is meaningless without Jenny and the B&B and the goats. So he decides to stop consulting and heads home to the inn. Jenny is thrilled to have him home. And that night is the official opening of the B&B, and they're having a party. Tommy has asked Susan to go as his date, and she borrows a dress from Jenny, and she looks really cute. So Tommy's, like, super blown away. And so Susan and Tommy kiss on the stairs because apparently this inn spreads the romance around. And at the party, Brian proposes to Jenny again. And they kiss. And since... 
One, One kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. They are absolutely fine with no more problems in sight. However, we still got one more movie. <laughs> so let's get into what the fuck moments. And I think we're going to start with some special ones. Yeah. Um, so after some discussion, we realized that some a lot of our what the fuck moments are based on the previous movie and the fact that like this was done, what, two years later. So there's some inconsistencies <laughs> with uh things and uh, so this is our (laughs) lots of things so this is our special uh what the fuck universe (laughs) (laughs) segment for all my heart in love yes um so we we hinted on this in the the previous episode but we do not have the same gabby or or lucy or ricky who are the kids or lucy or ricky yes these are not the same goats <laughs> they are different goats altogether, which is a shame. I understand because those other goats are probably like maybe even no longer with us at this particular point, depending on how I don't know how long goats live. But, but they, they are also not as cute. I also feel like they didn't try. It wasn't like, well, you know, Gabby was a black and white goat before. So maybe we'll put another black and white goat here. It's like, no, it's just a goat. Like it, the colors are different. You know, like it's, yeah, it doesn't. It it really felt like they didn't try. Because Gabby was like this cute before she was like she was like like light brown with like this little white belly and her kids her kids were like all white and now we just have weird looking black and white goats across the board. Yeah, they're, and they're they're fine. They're adorable because they're goats. But yes, I I agree. That that was that was a a lot disappointing. You know what else is really different? The house. Well, <laughs> yes, the house, but also her ring. Oh, I didn't notice that. Her ring is I. Her ring is a lot smaller. That oh. diamond shrunk, <laughs> and I and I did a I did a side by side comparison because I, I have both of these movies on my computer, so I did a side by side comparison, and I was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. It's the same like cut of okay. diamond, but you know what's stupid? I did not even rec- know, didn't even think about the house being different. Oh, uh, the house the house is so jarringly dis- different to me. Um, <laughs> especially okay. Because this this really actually bothers me to a point. So in the first movie, we have this whole they're falling in love and fighting plot point mm-hmm. where they cannot pick a color for the house. And they finally settle on green. The house in this movie is a blue-gray. Like, it, it's, it's not green. And then, and then in this movie... They discuss how they had trouble figuring out what color to paint the house. And I was like, you're giving a callback to something where you did not match it up. Like, at all. Yeah. And it, like, I, I mean, it's very upsetting to me. I mean, it's a, it's a different plot of land. It's a different style house. <laughs> Everything about it is different. They no longer have the uh, this porch that they started off with. They had a swing on the porch, not there anymore. Now it's like in the middle of the yard. It's very, very, very different. Completely amazing. Also, um, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna just reiterate that all of this is supposed to have been six months later. <laughs> just FYI. Yeah. Also, it's 
I think because maybe I because how much I liked the stove in the original house <laughs> um the fact that this is a much like black kitchen in this new house like it's just not exciting yeah I wonder what happened to the first house I don't know I, I didn't know. even, you know what I didn't even think about? I didn't even think about the coffee shop. I didn't even notice that the coffee shop was the Milchon shop I, again. I don't know. I don't, uh, Actually, you know what it is? I don't know that they show us the outside, so I don't know if we know. Oh, um, well, there you go. And that's how I felt about the general store, too, was I thought it was a different general store, but then I'm not actually sure that it is. I think maybe we just don't see the outside of it. Fair. I, I'm... But I'm too lazy to, like, go check some more. I still think that it's, like, no, not too lazy. Kudos to, to especially you, but kudos to us for even, like, thinking that there would be inconsistencies <laughs> and differences. And, like, that's not the same. Because I can I can imagine how hard it must be for a location scout to be, like, A, in the first movie, we have to convince these people that we're going to repaint the house. Right. Like, that had to happen for the plot purposes. And now we have to find... There must they must not have been able to get the house or whatever, and now we have to find another house, and they're not going to say yes to painting a house in their color. I'm sure it must have been very tough. Yeah. So there's just some things you got to say. I mean, I'm whatever. Sure, like, is it really that big of a deal? No, it's just a little sad because I also, besides liking the original goats, I liked the original house better. Yeah, but so we'll keep it in there. This is where books are better, yeah. so you don't have to get a new house in your brain. Yep. So, should we jump into other what the yes. fuck? So, my biggest what the fuck for this movie. Actually, I have two. But one of my biggest. Is they talk about how they've renovated this house. And since it's a completely different house, <laughs> they bulldozed They it. must have. <laughs> but it rained inside in the first movie. So they did a complete renovation, but didn't fix the roof? I mean, I guess he's just that bad at fixing the well, house. Did he I do guess. the renovation? I didn't get the impression that he did the renovation because they I spent all their know. money on it. Well, but like you said, um, I just remembered what you said in the previous episode that, like, we're, we're the timelines here are different because. Yeah. There's the, the so the party where they get engaged at the end of movie one is supposed to be the opening of the B and B, but obviously we're here and they haven't opened it yet, Correct. so that's that's all fake. So I I kind of feel like we should just forget about <laughs> <laughs> it raining inside <laughs> in this one too. I, I'm not I'm not sure, but I, I agree with you. Like what what have they done if it's still in such bad shape? That's a what the fuck I have too, yeah. in that there is so much work to be done in like on a catastrophic level and yet when the guests arrive, yeah. it all seems to be fine. Well, but like at some point it says like you have to replace all of the wiring and I'm like, so what did the who what renovations were really done? Who did any checking on this? Like Right, I'm really, like concerned about you know, like your contractors and like your inspection people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, and then to that note, 
they have to rewire the house, but when Susan wants another outlet in her room, Tommy can install one for her? Yeah. How do you install another outlet in your house? <laughs> I don't understand how this works. I mean, it can be done. It absolutely can be done. And I don't but how. I mean, you have to know what you're doing. If you know how to do wiring, which you don't need to be a professional to do, but maybe it's better if you are. <laughs> I think but it's probably like, better if you are. But, like, I I would believe that Tommy actually does know how to do that based on sure. what I know about Tommy. But, you know, this is – putting another outlet or two in your room is not a quick fix. I mean, it's drilling – I mean, it's you make a hole in the wall. You have to do electrical work. My question to that was, wasn't the answer here is a power strip? Right. <laughs> because she's like, uh, so I need another outlet in my wall because I want to turn on a lamp, but I also need to charge my phone. And yes, 100% the answer is power strip or other plug-in that has multiple things. Like, you know. It was just such a, like, a strange fix to this problem that I was like I get the problem like I, I I understand but like we do not need to employ Tommy to do this and I get that it's right. not getting him in there but also weird it is very strange. it was especially weird after having them lose the power completely so to add for to ask for more methods to use power felt like the wrong choice yeah I mean you it's, know? it's almost like the power went out they were told they had to rewire the whole house they did not do that. The power is still restored and can take more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is how it goes in Bucks County. Yeah. It was very confusing. Um, and in relation to that, people are complaining about the Wi-Fi and how it's not great. Uh, like Brian complains about it a little bit and Susan complains yeah. about it a little bit. They are running Jenny's Home Baked from this home yeah they need and and are trying to have a b&b like of all the things that you would have by 2017 in your b&b it would be pretty reliable internet i would agree like it, i mean it, it wouldn't maybe even by 2017 they still have like the ethernets and stuff but i'm not sure i don't think so yeah no you're right i just made that up yeah i, th I think you would I mean, you you probably don't have like fiber optic it's yeah. probably, you know, like it probably still can go out, but it's definitely better than like, I can't find signal. True. They have, maybe they don't have enough routers in the house. Like, you yeah. know, so the rooms yeah, like, have so it they, strong they need to They need to invest in that. I agree. They need to invest <laughs> in a lot, which is why Brennan Elliott's freaking out about money and why it makes absolute <laughs> sense why he goes back to work on Wall Street. That is my major what the fuck what the fuck about this entire movie well i have one more okay. small one too okay. but um but my major beef mm -hmm. is the actual conflict of this entire story yeah because my problem is they have agreed to marry each other mm -hmm. and lacy show and like granted like He's agreed not like he's not in Wall Street anymore. They've agreed to go into this bed and breakfast together, but they're having money troubles. Brendan Elliott was really good at his job. He liked his job. He decided to change it up for her for other reasons. Mm -hmm. So the minute he's not doing what Jenny wants to do, 
She takes off her goddamn ring. And that bothers the hell out of me. That I have I have notes too of it like he uprooted his life for her, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And she is unwilling to have a long distance relationship for a short amount of time with him. Absolutely. And especially a, a, especially a relationship that is financially going to solve her problems, right. their problems <laughs> for her business. Right. And 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 if and marriage is about making huge life decisions and the fact that she's like the one the first time that something is a little bit hard and they have to work through it, which is ultimately only a benefit to them. She's going to, you're going to break up yeah. with her. Like, I mean, you're going to break up. Like, this was a movie that, it really drove me nuts. I mean, granted, coming at this from a 2022 lens of, like, we know how Zoom works. Um, True. And I was like, the fix to this problem is he continues to be, like, a consultant and works remotely, maybe going into the city once every two weeks for, like, yeah. a meeting kind of deal. Which does not seem crazy. Seems no. incredibly lucrative. He gets to keep the job that he's really good at and likes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, there. the fix is right here for me. I don't understand why this feels so hard for these people that he cannot do both when he can. Completely. And she just is incapable of understanding that part of him. And I yeah. hated it. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest what the fuck. Um, <laughs> so my other what the fuck um, that also really, really upset me in this movie is related in some ways. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you noticed this, but I started to count. Brian tells Jenny, I love you. Maybe like eight or nine times in this movie. Like he just says, you know, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, like constantly. She says it back to him one time. Wow. And I was incensed. <laughs> I never caught that. That's crazy. I was so mad. And, like, you're supposed to, like, he's supposed to say, like, I love you. And she, like, snuggles in. You know, like, it's not, like, rejection by any means. But it was, I was just like, no. Like, your fiancé says, I love you, in, like, these romantic moments, you are supposed to say, I love you back. Like. For sure. Like, as, you know, it's it's not, we're not talking about, like, the first I love you where, like, maybe you don't feel it. We are talking about, like, you have established that you are in love. You, you just say it back to this person. Like, I'm, I'm really upset about how much, like, how uneven the I love yous were. <laughs> There's that joke in that, you know, that rom-com with um, Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler where it's like a parody rom-com. I've never actually like, seen uh, it. Like, like, I think it's called like uh, They Came Together yeah. or something yeah. like that. And um, so Paul Rudd is dating Colby Smulders in the beginning of that movie. And he goes, I love you. And she says, I admire your spirit. <laughs> And I think it's such I think it's such the perfect like jerk like response yes. that sometimes now Billy and I say that to each other. <laughs> and her only saying it back to him once makes me feel like this isn't I admire your yeah. spirit. Well, but also kind it, like thing. I mean it fits in with the she's not willing to make any concessions. No. And and it's like, and he has the problem. Yeah. It's uh, it, it yeah, I completely agree. Like 
I kind of wanted him to be like, no, this is something that's helping us. This is something I'm good at. Let's compromise. And she literally tells him, I don't think either of us know how to compromise in this situation. And, like, you've talked about this literally zero times. Yeah. Yeah. And so mad. And so mad. Like, and everybody else around her being like, oh, it's too bad that Brian's not here. Kind of deal it. I was just like, stop it. You don't know yeah. anything about these people's relationship. You like, you have you have no leg to stand on, people, randos. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shut up. Maybe it worked. Maybe it would have worked for them if you weren't telling her <laughs> that, like, it was so sad. Like her relationship was so sad. Like, and it's not. Uh, they, right. Well, they've only been together for six months. <laughs> right. Like, let let it let's let's push on it a little. Let's let's test it. I think that's probably oh a healthy thing to do. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so my my final what the fuck moment is regarding Susan mm-hmm. slash Denise, mm-hmm. and that I am a little bit bummed out that she only likes Emily's Country Inn after she falls in love with Tommy. Because it's and actually that's my, quite cute. Because it's actually quite cute, and it and it completely it completely just negates all the hard work that Jenny and Brian have put into this. Mm-hmm. And Tommy have put into this and how how good that this B&B is supposed to be. Where the only reason she gave it a good review is because she was starting to fall in love with Tommy. She had so much, like, so much, like... She had warm uh, fuzzies. She had warm fuzzies and she didn't really like it before. And she does say that, you know, like, Emily's Country Inn is kind of meh, but the food is great. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it stand apart. But she didn't even really notice the food until Tommy told her to eat it. Yeah. And I don't know if she would have even liked it. She was just so convinced that she wanted to hate everything. Right. Um. So I kind of wish that she had, like, eaten the scone first and had been like, that's really good. And then Tommy walked mm-hmm. in. I, I completely That would have made that. me feel better. Um, on my One of mine is also about Susan. Okay. Um, and a, a line that she says, which baffled me to no end, because uh, Jenny's getting ready to go to this party in the city. She is, you know, has people on standby for emergencies and like if the guests need things. Mm-hmm. And Susan says, "Oh, you're leaving your guests unattended." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" This is not a school. These are not, you are not children. In fact, I, when I go to a hotel of any kind, yes, I would like to have somebody that I can contact should something go wrong, which is there. She's mm-hmm. left Alice in charge and Tommy, like, they're there. But I, I want to be unattended. Don't, like, make sure my day is full. Like, what are you right. talking about? I, I feel like maybe she must have meant like you know if I need something or in case there's a fire, but like she had you're al- not around. Yeah, but she had already yeah. said like these people yeah. are here for you. Yep. Like so she's just fuck a off. bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like absolutely, I kind of I I hundred percent agree that like the point of a bed and breakfast is bed and breakfast. The rest of my time is my own. Yeah. <laughs> and like. I really should be antiquing or finding out what theater Bucks County has. Right. Like, <laughs> the proprietor does not need to be at my beck and call 24-7 and is never allowed to, like, sleep or go on vacation or go to a party. Farm boy. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, that picture. I, I just, like, th- but unattended. 
her using the words unattended. I was like, it's not like you're a purse that she left on her chair. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was very mad. Totally. Totally, um, totally. My other thing that I just want to talk about because I did research. Ooh. Okay. So there's this whole thing about how Gabby likes to eat paper because she's eaten all of Brian's resumes. That's why his life in New York is over. And then blah, blah, blah. So, granted, my research consisted of Wikipedia, which we know is not necessarily the most reputable place. But But. it did say that, like, yeah, goats will eat anything. But they won't actually eat anything inedible. They're browsing animals. They'll t- essentially they're like sharks. They'll taste it and then they'll be like, "Nope, not food." <laughs> Keep going. They don't oh. like like I'm not saying she wouldn't eat paper, but she wouldn't like be like, "Where is my paper? I want my paper. Please give me my paper." That's not how It's <laughs> not how goats That's work. not how goats work. But, I mean, goats are kind of it's like one of those things sort of like like an ostrich with its head in the ground. I read somewhere that there is there's been no documentation of an ostrich putting their head into the ground, but we see it all the time in cartoons. We yeah. also see in cartoons all the times that goats eat tin cans right. and things of that nature. Which, like which guess, according to Wikipedia, they don't eat the tin cans. They are trying to get the paper off the tin cans because it resembles a plant-like material. Fascinating. But they won't, like, crave it. He, no. So he doesn't – so Gabby does not want a spreadsheet for dessert like Brian is suggesting. Exactly. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. She does want actual goat food. Oats. <laughs> you know, hay. Yeah, hay, goat, like, grass, feed. Oats, wheat. Yeah. Mash. I have no idea what goats eat. Not paper. <laughs> I know that much now. Yeah, like I mean, they, they, she would she would have absolutely tried it, but I feel like she would have been like, "No, I'm not finishing the paper." So, well, if you have a goat and they eat your paperback books, you can tell us all about it at one kiss means forever at gmail dot com. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so let's jump into Hallmark Hallmarks. Awesome. I feel like I don't have too many. I don't have too um, many. There's a couple. Um, go ahead. Uh, there's a storm a coming, delivered to us by Ed Asner's bum knee. Yes. Uh, we have to put off planning a wedding because of work. Oh. Uh, baking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have the no cohabitation rule because even though they do live at the B&B together, when they move out of the B&B because the roof is leaking, they move to separate places. <laughs> Oh, you want to know something else, though, too? They cohabitate, but they don't share a room. Right. Because when the roof is leaking, he goes, my room is. Yeah. Oh, they don't share a room. Oh, my God. That's crazy pants. Yeah. Can't stand it. As we talked about last time, the four-ish rooms tops this in has, they're using two. (laughs) Right. Ooh, right. So it's a good thing that Brian is not in town because if they're using two and we think there's only four, they have three guests. You do the math. They need Brian's room. Get out of here, Brian. <laughs> Stay away. Um, um, anyway, uh, evil corporations. <laughs> corporations are always evil. Yes. Uh, we have a different 
signature necklace from last time. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, we've got small town versus big city living. What a conundrum. <laughs> um, in the form of Susan, we have deception. Dun, 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 dun. Um, my last one is everything turns out okay, even though they had leaks, no electricity, and everything else, but everything is fine for guests and there's no problems whatsoever. Yep. Everything works never, out. It's never a problem. Nope. They don't have to deal. For, for such a customer service facing role, they don't need to deal with customer service. <laughs> have you met Tommy? <laughs> As somebody who used to work in customer service, people are not that nice. People are oh assholes. <laughs> yes, my experience with like, if um, I'm sorry, here's the bed and breakfast that you're staying at, and we have no power. My experience with people would not be, oh, this is so quaint and fun. It would be like, what the fuck? Where's where's my refund? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And entertain me. Right. Where's my refund? Entertain me. Also, I'm still uh, staying here for free. Mm-hmm. Unless you are booking and paying for another B and B, which you are doing all the legwork for, absolutely. That's how real New York City <laughs> folks are. For all of you wanting to open up a B and B in Bucks County, <laughs> do you have any more? No. How about Pretty Parade? I don't have anything specific. Um, the only thing I wrote down was uh. The, the neighbor, Alice, it has this old Singer sewing machine mm-hmm. that was really kind of sweet. Um, so that's about it. Um, <laughs> do you have anything new and noteworthy? I didn't. I actually have a couple. Okay, go. Uh, oh, one of the ones I wrote down is a Hallmark Hallmark, and I put it in the wrong <laughs> spot. Oh, no, this is – no, it, it's, it's not a Hallmark Hallmark. It's a new and noteworthy in that we usually have empty coffee cups, and I swear there's an empty coffee pot. Because ah. he, when he goes to put it back on the, in the machine, it's definitely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and another new and noteworthy that even though I hate the fact that she's wanting to break up with Brian for the reasons, mm-hmm. it is new and noteworthy that she rationally decides that she is able to do her own thing and that she's planning on making it work by herself and she doesn't need a relationship to make her plans. That's true. So I thought that was cool. Supporting shout out. I didn't write anyone down, but I guess if I had to pick just off the top of my head, I mean, really, we should we should give Tommy some some love, some extra. I love. agree. I agree. I hadn't had anybody written down either, but during our conversation, I feel like Tommy's the champ here. Yeah, like I mean, Tommy is the redeemable character of this movie. <laughs> Tommy brings supporting shout out to new heights. Oh, I hate you. I love you, too. Love it. (laughs) All right, kiss meter. Kiss meter. So Jenny and Brian kiss a lot in this movie because they are engaged. They're allowed. Um, Yeah. And I didn't separate the kisses. I just sort of gave them a, like, blanket kissing review. Yeah. Um. I feel like the majority of them were pretty short, like, almost peck-like kisses. You'd be correct. Um, So I gave it a seven. I thought they were fine. I didn't really have a problem with them. Totally. I, I Same, same. I actually kind of prefer these kisses than, like, any of their show-stopping 
Agreed. One kiss means forever kisses. Like these are these are the exact kisses that people who are engaged should be giving each other all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll give it a seven too. Um, and then Susie and Tommy have a kiss. Yeah. Totally. I gave it an eight. I think it's adorable that she has to be on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and necessary. I also gave it an eight. I thought it was very cute and sweet and completely appropriate appropriate for the moment. And I also appreciate it because unlike our lead characters, these two people can enjoy a kiss without having to go through so many hoops and like drama. Yeah. And they can just like be like, you're beautiful. I'm going to kiss you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I loved it. Which which is I think is great. I, it does get some points off because he thinks her name is Denise and she is freaking lying to him. That's true. Yeah, you have a good point there. It, it's a dishonest kiss in some ways. That You know, it, it cannot be higher than an eight for me. But here, here. So, so Hannah, you- I'm going to have – you're going to go first this time because I went first last time. Even though I think we know your answer if you listen to our previous podcast episode. <laughs> um. I should suppose I should ask, would you watch this? Yeah, I know. I ugh. I get that this is number two of a trilogy. So I feel like if you're committed to watching a trilogy, you have to commit to watching this one. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think this is by far my least favorite. I would say that. It really bothers me. Um. You know, it feels some things happen where it's, like, helpful to have watched it going into movie three. But I feel like you could probably get away with not watching it if you just (laughs) skipped it. (laughs) Hey, I think that is a completely valid, valid recommendation. And I completely agree with you. Like, I... At the end of this movie, Lacey Chabert says, isn't this great? We have a happy ending. And I actually rewound it because I'm like, where's his? Did he get a job offer that made it all work out for him? No. He just had to give up everything. She got what she wanted. So it's a happy fucking ending. Boo hoo. I hate you. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, sure. Watch it. Things are cute enough. And it is the middle movie in a trilogy. But Empire Strikes Back, it is not. It is not the greatest. (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh, it. yeah. It is. It is in a. It's definitely not that. Um, no. it, it also, for a movie that is a continuation of a story, we don't get any further. You're right. It ends in the exact same place. Yeah. yeah. With a proposal at a party where the inn is supposed to open. <laughs> <laughs> There's not That's a lot a of growth point. in yeah. this movie. So, like, you you don't really need it. The only important thing to know about it which is only, like, sort of important, is, like, the Tommy-Susan relationship. Yeah. Very smart. Very astute, Hannah. So it's sort of an unnecessary thing that happens. Well, cool. Well, we did it, though. (laughs) Yeah. So we have watched it. Two movies. You can decide if you want to watch it. Uh, There's one more to go and one more episode out in March. Yep. All of my heart. March. (laughs) (laughs) March of my heart. <laughs> uh, so make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. 
And uh, you can email us for pretty much any reason you want to email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. His stuff is on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And remember to rate and review us. Thanks. Give us all your heart. The rest of our heart is coming in two weeks. <laughs> right. The wedding part. <laughs> the wedding part. Yay. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Continuing, continually, I can't say continuing. Uh, continually.